Economic news on SAFM. Facts and figures you can count on. And we're joined on the line now by George Glynis, Director and Head of Analytics at ETM Analytics. So the quarterly employment stats, uh, that's expected this morning. Would it be too soon, though, to expect a recovery of sorts? Um, I suspect it would be. It's, we, we're talking sort of quarter four data. Obviously, we haven't finished uh, quarter one in, in 2018 yet. So we're still talking about a period pre the Ramaphosa transition. Um, and so this data won't, for the most part, capture some of the improvement in, in sentiment and, and uh, business confidence going forward. So I, I suspect we're going to have to wait a, a couple of quarters until we start to see uh, the effects of that roll through. Also, if we just have a look at, at um, some of the, the related type of data, if you look at uh, the PMI figures um, as produced by uh, uh, organizations like the Bureau of Economic Research, uh, the, the employment component of that hasn't really been performing particularly well, not through, not through 2017 uh, in any event. If one looks at things like uh, employment to, to population ratios, um, those through 2017 trended down. Uh, the labor force participation rates um, trended down through 2017. Um, and, and even when I look at um, ETM's own uh, uh, labor market index, which we conduct with Solidarity, there's um, uh, look, looking at uh, job and, and wage security, we, we're still below the break-even 50 level. So the the uh, the, the labour market conditions per se uh, remain relatively weak, uh, even though we've transitioned into a more optimistic environment. Uh, I suspect that's going to improve, but as I said, uh, we need traction to be gained in this economy before that takes place, and and that might get reflected in the data as as we go on through the year. But uh, the reason why I'm, I'm highlighting all of this is because uh, one, one shouldn't get uh, overly despondent if we see uh, an, another negative number or, or a not-so-good number being released today uh, because it is still historical. And, uh, you know, as a country, we've now moved into into an environment and an era of, of greater optimism, which I, I think will be reflected in, in improved numbers going forward. George, also it appears as though South Africa has been caught up in uh, President Donald Trump's import duties on steel and aluminium, seeing the um, Minister of uh, DTI, um, Rob Davies, saying that he hopes that these quotas, uh, at least quotas, will help South Africa avoid Trump duties. Uh, But speaking to that, is there anything that uh, could be done apart from hoping that the quotas will save us there? You know, it, it's a it's an interesting debate that's going on at the moment with with regards to to quotas and tariffs and whatnot, because there are very few countries in the world that can actually claim, uh, and this is including South Africa, that can actually claim that they don't use tariffs. Uh, it's just at at this point in time that the tariffs are being imposed by a country that that people look up to as a as a global leader and uh, a country that has a significant economic force that it exerts, it, it exerts through, through the global economy. And so uh, all of a sudden, uh, people are, are looking at this, uh, this uh, tariff scenario a, a little differently. So, so Trump is, is forcing a debate on this issue, which I think is long overdue. But I also think that countries need to take a long, hard look at themselves and decide you know, what it is that they want to do. Now, uh, most of the time, the debate revolves around 
uh, trying to level the playing field because uh, so many countries around the world are indeed using tariffs, so why shouldn't South Africa to protect its own industry? Uh, but at some point, if, if globalization is to take place and if that's the way um, ultimately is, is going to be to the benefit of, of most people um, and societies at large, well then somebody at some point needs to take uh, the lead on on um, on, on, on tariffs and, and free trade and, and whatnot. Now, South Africa in recent years hasn't exactly covered itself in glory on that front. So, so we need to be, be careful not to be calling the kettle black, so to speak. But um, uh, the, the, ultimate, uh, the, the ultimate debate right now uh, is, is about uh, whether South Africa can, can get away with mitigating some of the impact of, of the, um, the, the tariffs in the U.S. And, and they can to some degree, hopefully, if uh, the U.S. agrees to, to some quotas. Uh, it seems like the local producers... Uh, are, are willing to debate and talk around those quotas. So we, we wait and, and see what goes on on, on that front. But um, as I said earlier, South Africa is not alone, uh, and, and many countries will be having these very similar debates. Mm. And uh, yesterday with Nompumelelo, we spoke about, you know, the Saab and possibly cutting rates at this time. And this comes, of course, uh, against the backdrop of a lot of good news that South Africa has received recently, uh, the RAND performing well. But could that uh, performance continue uh, even if the Saab actually does uh, go on to cut rates? Well, we remain very optimistic on, on RAND in, in the short term. Uh, you know, we, ETM conducts its own um, uh, RAND sentiment index, and uh, it's the highest it's been in several months now, uh, and, and certainly the, the highest it's been since uh, pre uh, the wobble that, that South Africa experienced um, in, in uh, October, November last year when the RAND um, uh, succumbed to the pressures of, of all the negative sentiment ahead of the ANC's elected conference. So things have bounced back very, very strongly. Uh, the indications that we're getting out of our own indicators of that uh, levels as low as 11 RAND to the dollar are indeed possible. Uh, and that and that um, is, is should be treated as very good news for South Africa in general. We tend to find that the South African economy performs well when the RAND is performing well. Um, a, a strong RAND, of course, implies uh, inflation is likely to become more subdued, which frees up disposable income for households, which lowers inflation, which assists the Reserve Bank in, in potentially easing, easing monetary policy. So... It's part of a, a more positive uh, economic uh, upswing. And, and through the course of that, we, we expect foreigners will take advantage of reserve bank rate cutting to, to uh, pile into South African bonds, which is ultimately what helps drive the rent stronger. So we remain rent bullish uh, and we look forward to, to the reserve bank's decision. Well, thanks for that, uh, George Glynis.